Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Keeping your office running like a well-oiled power play. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630Chad. It's 132 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you in Oilers Now. The best pizza in the city, still making it great. Royal Pizza. Pizza, pasta, so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 49 years. For menu locations, visit royalpizza.ca and download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Stop for recommendation, Mediterranean Chicken. I had the annual uh, Saturday night kickoff Royal Pizza that I've had for the last seven years for the kickoff game, which happened to be the aforementioned Bama, Alabama Louisville matchup. We just had Jeff Perlman on the show. Lots of positive response to Jeff's parents on the show. Uh, I think we knew where he stood with Trump, eh? What do you think? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he did say that uh, he wanted to remind us all as Canadians how lucky we are to live here. Yeah. I don't need that reminder. I'm fully aware how lucky I am to be Canadian, but it is nice to get reaffirmed once in a while. Oh, uh, Wow. Uh, Topher, so is this a sports show or is this a Let's Blast Trump show? A little of both. It's kind of become a sport, actually. <laughs> Blasting Bla- Trump. Blasting yeah. Trump? It's a bit of a sport. It's yeah. sort of like snipe hunting. <laughs> <laughs> Who got hurt? Snipe hunt. Was Wickenheiser. it Wickenheiser with the Blues back in the day? Yep. They had one Blues of my... Blues Neo and the snipe hunt was never the same. You know, they had a guy on that team that I loved as a player. And he wasn't that big. But he was tough, and he could play. Who? Brian Sutter. Brian Sutter was... Happened to him in Montreal. The snipe hunt. With Wickenheiser? Didn't it? I think it happened when he was in St. Louis. Do you think so? Yes. I thought it happened earlier. I am prepared to wager you a 7-up. I never bet you on those things, but if it's only a 7-up, okay. Okay. Brian Sutter would have been leading that snipe hunt (laughs) if that's how it went. I mean, St. Louis had some tough guys back in the day. They had the ga- Bob Gassoff played in St. Louis. He was yeah, and before he passed away in the uh, motorcycle accident. He was a tough, tough guy in the seventies. Like Brian was a Brian really embodied what all the Sutters gave you. Except he was the best fighter, and he might have been well, either he, him or was Brent. He the best player, either him or Brent. Yeah, one of those two was the best player, yeah. right? So. 
You know who would admit that he was not the best player? Rich Sutter. He like if he's listening right now, and he might be. We might be getting a text in fifteen seconds. Richard, I like he'd him be the first to say, I "Like him." All. You know what? I was probably the worst of the six. <laughs> so. He wasn't the worst. Well, so it's a pretty good field, mind you. Yeah, <laughs> it's, I mean, it's pretty amazing when you think about it. Six brothers? Are you kidding? Well, like, what are the chances? Well, you know, right. Actually, there have been statistical studies to suggest. Uh, uh, just how rare of an occasion that would be. Uh, you can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at Oilers now. Bob Stoffert, Mark Spector with you. Oilers may... So here's what happens. Uh, tomorrow, I would expect at some time... I mean, ask, it's either going to happen tomorrow or the next day. The Oilers rookie camp roster will get named, okay? Okay. And uh, They start about a week ahead of the... Yeah, the, the rookie camp starts Thursday uh, with the medicals and all that kind of stuff. They hit the ice Friday. Sunday, the Oilers rookies are in... Calgary to play the Flames rookies. Tuesday at Rogers Place, the Nate McEwen side will be taking on the Oilers rookies. Last year, the Nate McEwen squad won 2 nothing. Okay. After the Oilers rookies went 3 and 0 at the rookie tournament in Penticton. And That's interesting. Go- there was a goalie for Nate. Uh he was the backup, but he ended up playing half that game. Mm-hmm. He got two appearances the year before. And he stopped all 30 shots that he faced last year against the Oda Rookies. Just go. stood on his head. Oh. So it'll be a combination of Grant McEwen and Nate a week from tonight at Rogers Place. That's a 7 o'clock buck drop. Last year they had about 6,000 fans at that game. And then uh, Wednesday we are in Red Deer for the second matchup between the Oilers rookies and the Flames rookies. And then the following day, main camp gets started for the uh, NHL guys. Are you going down to Red Deer? I am going down to Red Deer. In fact, I think I might have gotten a call here during the, for there's might be going down. We've been down to Red Deer a lot here, respect. We were down there twice for the Sheldon Kennedy Children's Advocacy Center event uh, with the Oilers veterans and the Flames veterans, right. the alumni guys. It was a terrific event that was hosted in Red Deer. Red Deer is a uh, it's a terrific community. And really, it's got a lot going on right now. And and this, remember, uh, this is the first year in, what, a dozen that we haven't had the Penticton tournament? Penticton started Taylor Hall's rookie year, 2010. So it's so, every year other than the Yakupov year in 2012 because the NHL so lockout. Not a dozen, so it would be nine years. 10, 10, 11, 13, 14, 15. That's five. 16, 17, 7. First time in, yeah. They didn't do it in the uh, they because remember they had uh, Payarvi, Everle, and Hall yep. all in 2010, and that was the first year. Actually, you know who's going to the rookie tournament this year? Yeah, the Golden Bears and UBC. Thunder. Yeah, Vancouver and, and Winnipeg are going. Yeah. And then I, I so so Oilers fans, uh, everything's a little bit different because we don't have the Penticton tournament. We don't have the old steady Bear Golden Bears game at Claire Dick Arena like they had for many 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 years. It's uh, keep your eye on the calendar. There's some new stuff going on, but. You'll still get a couple chances to see your uh, Oilers rookies play. Yes. Again, t- uh, we're in Calgary Sunday, but Tuesday at home to Nate McEwen, and then Wednesday um, in Red Deer. So those would be the two best opportunities yeah. to see the, against the uh, Flames rookies. And yes. All those games will be heard on 630 Chet as well. Will they wear the blue jersey, Bob, that's coming back? Uh, you know, I, I'm i always the la- i, I got to tell you, I'm always the last to find out about these jersey things. Yeah. I, do, you yeah. believe, do you believe that? That you're the last one? Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, they play, they'll wear it four times this year. The old, I saw the picture today that the Oilers released. Yep. It's the old Steady Eddie Oilers blue that people loved. 
mm-hmm. uh, I would think that falls under the category of not reinventing something that doesn't need to be reinvented. So know. is this what the team wore like in the mid-90s? Or? It's the blue. It's the royal blue, man. Yeah. You know, it looks just like the one that Taylor Hall wore. The one that... Um, how long ago did they take that out of service, Bob? Oh. Has Connor McDavid worn it? Geez, that's a good question. Did he wear the blue his first year? Well, we... Did we not move it with the orange into the new building with the orange the last couple of years? Right. Yeah. Now I have to think back to the 2015-16 season in terms of maybe somebody can text us at 630-630. Speaking of text on our West Lock 4 text line. Uh, this text comes in. Hey, Bob, do you think Jeff Glass is an NHL backup? I heard he has signed a PTO with the uh, Flames. That comes to us from Gino. Uh, I think Jeff Glass is a number three organizational goaltender spec. In other words, good enough to be your starter on a farm team. Not convinced he can be a full-time NHL backup. What do you think? Yeah, I think you've got him pegged. He's a guy that if somebody gets hurt in the NHL, you can bring him up. Uh, but I don't think you want to have him as your number two. If your starter gets hurt, I don't think he can play two weeks for you, Bob. Okay, this text comes in from Brad. He says, Bob, my first NHL or my first Western Hockey League game was in Lethbridge in the 1980s. Dwayne, Brent, Rich, and Ron. Whack, chop, repeat. Loved it. Well, that would have been the early 1980s. Uh, very early 1980s. Uh, another text comes in from Nathan. Sorry, gents. I am a loyal daily listener as I find your thoughts and opinions on our Oilers invaluable. However, your stupidity when it comes to entering politics and bashing Trump is just ignorant, especially claiming how lucky we are to be living under a tool like Trudeau. Give your heads a shake. Seriously, from Nathan. Well, Nathan, in fairness... We didn't say how lucky we were to live in Canada. Did you did you say that just before we went we're to break? Damn right, we're lucky to live in okay. Canada. And I'm I don't care who our particular leader is at the moment, our yes. prime minister. That's got nothing to do with that for me. The conversation, the genesis started with a comment made by our guest Jeff Perlman, one of the most prolific mm. writers in the United States, with his views. An American a, fellow who went out of his way to say, "I hope you Canadians know how lucky you are." So right. uh, you yeah. know, Nathan, we're allowed to have differences of opinion. Right? Stay in your lane, Bob. Stick to sports, Bob. <laughs> you know, what... <laughs> come on, get back to those texts. There's someone else that wants to give you a kick in the rump. Well, should I? Should uh, I no, no, no. Keep you going. don't want to use my line on my comparison between uh, if, if a hockey team was run like Canadian politics. You don't want me to drop that on you? No, no I can start it. it now. Okay, do you want to hear it? Sure. How, Te- sh- how short is it? It's short. <laughs> Here we go. And you can text us at 630-630. If a hockey team was uh, worked the way Canadian politics worked, the fourth liner with negative war, do you know what war stands for, Spec? Wins against replacement. Yeah, okay. Uh, so the fourth liner with a negative war, he would have all of the control of the room hmm. if a hockey team was run by Canadian politics. And that is not my line. I can't say who gave me that line, but... Hmm. It's a pretty interesting perspective on life. You can text us on 630-630. And there's a lot of things going on, you know, uh, Nike and uh, Kaepernick. Yeah, what do you think of that? in the NFL. Uh, it, you know, it's funny because I, as a sports writer who's quite interested in politics, I get a lot of that too, right? Don't talk, don't talk politics and stick to sports. But the two are becoming so intermingled now, so intertwined, that, that I'm not sure. Certainly if you cover the NFL, Bob, um, you can't 
differentiate anymore. Politics is in the NFL, and that's just how it is. Jay says, congratulations on living on Canada, or living in Canada, guys. A place where you and your guests have the right to be wrong about Trump. Enjoy, from Jay. Uh, this text out of Stetler, which historically speaking has been a little bit right of center. Nathan has brain worms. Again, you can text us at 630, 630. Hey, Nathan, get your head out from under your tail. That one comes to us from Bill. Uh, your guest is obviously a pinhead Clinton lover. Uh, sounds like the book will suck. You'll find it in the fiction section or clearance for a buck a waste of paper. Right beside Spectre. So now it's getting personal. They're saying your book's only worth a buck. I can't believe they think it's worth that much, Speck. You can text us at 630, 630. I'm thinking maybe 48 cents. Uh, Oilers were blue all of 15-16 except for eight games, and most games in 16-17 switched to orange in 17-18 from Daniel out of Lac-LaBiche. See, that's why we ask our listeners, because they know, because we have smart listeners to the show. You watched every game. I can't believe you wouldn't know that, Bob. You know, I'm the least Jersey-focused guy. We've discussed this You know who would know this? It would be Jack Cookson. We should have just phoned him. We should have called Jack from Pro-Am Sports. He would have had this. In fact, have it all down. You know what? The phone went off there a couple times. He might have actually been. (laughs) It could have been him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there you go. You can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at Oilers now. Well, you know, uh, it's such a great deal of Oilers history occurred while wearing those blue jerseys. It was the home jersey, uh, the road jersey, sorry, for most of Gretzky's years. Right, Bob? Yes. And became the home jersey... Well, the league mandated, right? There was like a half Change. and a half split at one time, right? Was that after 1988? Uh, yes. I don't think Gretz ever wore blue at home as an Oiler, correct? I'm not sure about that, but... All right. Uh, I think you were white at home as an order. The Big L says, Bob, talking Trump isn't talking politics. I don't know exactly what it is, but it's not politics. You can text us at 630-630. Stick to sports, loser. That text comes in. Well, thank you for that, uh, for your constructive perspective. Uh, Jeff in Sherwood Park. Oh, now this... This is an interesting point, and we wonder why Trump is attacking the NFL. Why do we wonder why? Good interview, Bob, from Jeff in Sherwood Park. Well, what did the league say? What did Roselle say in Jeff's interview? Oh, he said, you'll never be in our league. We don't want you in our league. Long past Roselle, but I don't see see this. Trump, to me, is not attacking the NFL. He's attacking NFL players right. who have shown who have kneeled during the anthem. In fact, he's siding with many of the NFL owners. Right. Right. So I would think Well, who's the owner that he's right. close who's the owner that he's closest? Jerry Jones maybe? I don't know. Jerry Jones and the guy in Houston are both right in lockstep with Trump on the issue. And where is the Patriots ownership at? Where I they? don't know. Yeah. You know, I did meet uh, the guy that owns the Florida Panthers, Vinny Viola. Oh, did you? And Trump did Trump not name him at one time? Like he was going to name him to some post, yeah. At some right, point. and Viola decided what to. There? He he's. I think I know what market. Maybe he thought he'd better keep his eye on the ball with the Florida Panthers. Well, you know, or maybe he had to stay in his lane. Was that it? I'm not <laughs> sure. Yeah. But if you're in Florida, knowing because that is a very diverse marketplace, would it's, we not agree? Oh, it's a different place. Is that one word? Even even though I mean, did, did Florida is that a Trump state? I think Florida was a Trump state, wasn't? It? it is. Well, I mean, it's it's often been a Republican state, even though they can't find some of the votes. Of course. Right. So there you go. Uh, 
Trump is the greatest thing that's ever having uh, that's ever happened to the National Football League. All right, there we go. Unreally name-calling and personal attacks Trump supporters resort to. This is a great country in the world, and ju- and uh, this is the this is uh, this is the greatest country in the world. And Justin Trudeau has nothing to do with it. Cheers from uh, TJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, uh, you can text us at 630, Gavin says, boys, 99 never wore blue at home. There right. we go. I wonder what year they made that change. It was all whites at home. And in fact, very early in hockey, uh, it was darks at home, right? Back when uh, Rocket Richard played, he wore the dark uniform at the Montreal Forum, correct? And then they changed it at some point. Right, to the whites. To the lights. And uh, during all the Oilers' great years, they were white at home. Stephen Calgary says, Bob, I'd say keep the politics within Oilers now. The more we broadcast the absurdity with these pipelines not being built, the better from Steve in Calgary. And you'll get some young, primarily younger fellows that are very aggressive on uh, Twitter that, uh, you know, hey, loser, I'm, I just want the hockey stuff. And, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't want to know about you wanting to support the uh, various people that are impacted in industry in the province of Alberta from uh, the challenges that come with yep. the pipeline. Lines and that kind of stuff. So who, uh, sorry to change the subject, you, you were at the Oilers skate this morning for a short time, and this is the veteran group that comes in. Do you, uh, how many guys out there that are regular Oilers would you say? Today? Yeah. That I saw down there? Two-thirds of them. Okay. And the so rest I think are, there was maybe 22 players on the ice, and I'd say 12 to 14 are what I would consider. And others would be some major junior guys. Yeah, like so. Tyler Benson was out there today. Yamamoto was out there today. Okay. So those guys are trying to make the transition. I thought I saw William Lagason as well. Oh, okay. I was only, I only as you know, Mark, yeah, I, stopped I, I had a pending situation, so I was only down there for about hmm. four or five minutes that I had to run. So, But I would think that if, if Connor McDavid is uh, at the heart of setting this thing up, and I'm somewhere in the Oilers' chain. I want to be there. I want to be there. Right, yeah. I want to be only there. the guy. Only the players who fall below uh, Connor McDavid on the food chain should show up. <laughs> well, I guess you kind of know where you stand there. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, the guys ahead of him don't need to go. <laughs> and who would that be in the league? I don't know. <laughs> so I got a I got a concept for a book. I think you should write a book about Wayne Gretzky's return to the Oilers organization. Yeah. And uh, in concert with the progression and growth with one Connor McDavid. Mm-hmm. So what do you think of that? Well, how come whenever you come up with a good idea for a book, I'm the guy that's supposed to write it? Well, I can write it. You could write. <laughs> you know I've already been offered the opportunity. Yeah, you I... should write a book. Maybe when I leave. Oh, well, that'd be a way better book. W- would it? Oh, for sure. Kidding? A tell-all? Bob Stoffer tells all. Oh, I don't get told anything these days. You oh, know that. Oh, I love There's this. a cone of silence in that building, and I'm completely boxed out. I got no clue as to anything that's ever going to happen with our organization. How much? Uh, how much? You know, we had this conversation the other day. The the there's pressure on all sides of the Oilers yeah. organization coming off of last year. Personal pressure on management types to you know they got to get this thing going. Uh, a lot of players coming off of not very good years last year. That's fair. There's a lot of pressure in the air coming from a lot of different angles. Does that help a team win, or does it hurt it, Bob? Uh, it certainly makes a group not be lackadaisical when they roll in. Like, guys not rolling in on September 9th, instead they roll in on September 5th. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And maybe there was a bit of that that transpired last year at the start and affected. There was a malaise. It was called the Stanley Cup non-hangover. From <laughs> a, right? Yeah, the second-round hangover. Yeah. Uh, 
I think I, I'm with you on this. I think that on this team in this season, uh, pressure from different angles on different people, I think it's good. Mark, I'd like to uh, just thank you for spending an extra 20 minutes with us here today. Pleasure. And uh, we're going to wrap up what is now. Special thanks again to Jeff Perlman doing the show. Al May will be one of our guests. And uh, we'll have somebody to talk uh, from the Oilers perspective, too, about some of the players that are coming in for the rookie camp as well on tomorrow's edition of Oilers. Now we'll take a quick timeout. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 153 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer. Special thanks to all of you that participated in the interactive element to our shows. Uh, we had uh, Mark Spector in studio. Jeff Perlman, the book again, Football for a Buck on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. River Cree has the Proclaimers Thursday, September 13th, and Steve Earle and the Dukes on September 23rd. And all of you that text us on our Westlock Ford text line, again, if you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford. Check out the great selection today at westlockford.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. Uh, we're always on Twitter. You can reach me at any time at Bob underscore star for the show. Twitter account is at Oilers Now. Tomorrow's show... Al May, a uh, longtime uh, broadcaster for the Washington Capitals, one of our favorite guests to get on the show. He will join us, and uh, we'll also have somebody from the Oilers organization to talk about their upcoming rookie camp team. Up next, a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 630 Chat Afternoon News with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. Later tonight, Reed Wilkins has Inside Sports. Uh, special thanks today from Angie Quinnell for uh, engineering today's show. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now. Digitex, keeping your office running like a well-oiled power play. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Ched.